to the next page Flip turn to the next chapter Flip turn to the next day Flip turn to the next one Welcome to Life on 11 Podcast. I'm Destiny. And I'm Xavier Quarterman. And we are on episode four. Yes. See, hyped. I'm excited this time. Yeah, thank you. I'm thank dancing you. and everything. Thank you. You're going to knock the laptop off the, the <laughs> table here. <laughs> All right. Let's get started. Yeah, we're excited. <laughs> well, first, let's hit it off. The holidays are around the corner. Yeah. We got our little tree set up. You know what I'm saying? We Has were, anybody else set up their Christmas tree yet? You know they did. Yeah. You know, as soon as Halloween go by. <laughs> um, yeah, she she had me all in Hobby Lobby. I Hob love Lob. Hobby Lobby. She calls it Hoblob. Yeah, that store is just... Yeah, it was lit. We were like, hey, ain't nobody gonna be there. It was lit. And it was during the hurricane. So like everybody was in there. I was like, oh, it's going to be empty. We clearly and it was don't, like We packed. clearly don't care. It was lit in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it was a tropical storm hurricane out there and everyone's shopping for ornaments. Um, yeah. So we was in there. So we, we got some pretty nice things. We got our little plaid theme. I don't know how you stuff these pillows in these cases here. It's like five times smaller. Yeah. Well, they can't see them. I know. I'm but we had these too. big pillows. And the case that I brought is so tiny, mm. so I had to, like, shove the, the pillows in the cases. So do you like Christmas or Thanksgiving better? Um, I think I like Christmas, but I feel like Thanksgiving is more family-oriented. Mm-hmm. So I think both. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Having a good time. What uh, about you? I like Christmas better um, just because I'm a morning person and I like when everybody's up in the morning. Okay. So I like waking up and everyone's drinking coffee and yeah, sitting down and in pajamas and stuff like that. I really enjoy that. And so the PJs. This year should be interesting because we got Luzalea is going to be running around here. Yeah. She's probably going to be opening everybody's gifts. Yeah. Gifts that aren't hers. So <laughs> I'm excited this year for her. Oh, first Christmas. Yeah. It's always fun. Yeah. So speaking of Christmas, we're in the holiday season. Let's get into today's topic, which is holiday grief. Yep. All right. And I know what y'all thinking. They're like, oh, God, it's going to be so sad. And oh, my goodness. Yeah. Fast forward. <laughs> I'm going to just tune in next week. <laughs> no, but I think that this topic is very important because... A lot of people experience grief, mm-hmm. um, and it's all types of grief, not just like death, mm-hmm. which we'll get into, but yeah. I think that a lot of people experience it, and it's important to talk about. Yeah. So can we get into, maybe we can share with everyone our experiences of grief, right? Mm-hmm. First, I say we're not grief experts. We're not clinical, clinically yeah. proven. This is just like our experience. Yeah. Like, this is like not facts. Like mm-hmm. this is not from Google or whatever. This is just things that we experience, what we think. Mm-hmm. So you can take or leave whatever you want. Yeah, for sure. So let's begin maybe with a story of where we begin to experience and learn how to grieve as a family, right? Yeah. Um, with our miscarriage mm-hmm. in 2020. Can you tell us about that? 
Yeah, so in the last episode, we brought up that we had a miscarriage in 2020. Um, And a little bit about that, I remember when I was at work and I was pregnant at the time. And uh, I was like cramping so bad. Mm -hmm. Like I couldn't even stand. I was like in pain, but I was like, like I'd be fighting through pain. Yeah. So I was like, man, I'm just going to stick it out. And it was like a night shift. And I was like. I had to leave like around 11 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I'm just going to fight through this. And I was like bent over. Mm-hmm. And then I went to the bathroom and there was bleeding. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, no, like, I think I'm having a miscarriage. Yeah. And I was like holding back tears. Like even right now, I might yeah. cry. Yeah. No, it's, it's <laughs> um, but like, I just remember like that feeling that like I just lost my child. Yeah. It's okay, babe. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, that was tough. Like experiencing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next day we went to the doctor and we found out that we did have a miscarriage. Yeah. So Yeah. It was definitely a tough experience. I, I can maybe I can speak for us both when I say this, but I think we both, you know, we've lost grandparents, we've lost friends, um, we've lost family members, but you know, losing a child, you know, was just an experience like that can't really be explained. And not yeah. only that, but it was a child you haven't met. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like you experiencing all of these emotions and grief, but you don't really have anything to attach it to. Yeah. So it's kind of like you're kind of left to just, you know, kind of be all over the place mm-hmm. in a sense. I remember um, being in the ultrasound room and I talk about it in my single Happy New Fear. Mm-hmm. Um, being in the room and like the lady putting the ultrasound up and it just seeing like I've never seen anything so still in my life. Yeah. It was just a stillness and like, you know, she gave us that news and I remember on the wall. I just, I just froze. Yeah. Like, I just, it's like, you don't really have a response. And um, on the wall, it said, be still and know I'm with you. Mm-hmm. And like, I knew immediately that was Jesus. Like, he was there with us, you know, yeah. even in that, that tough moment. And, you know, then I had to just be there to comfort you. And mm-hmm. that began our journey of grief in a way that we've never experienced. Yeah. I don't even think grief was really something we talked about or mm-hmm. really learned about. Like even in, you know, growing up in church, you didn't, we didn't really talk about, I didn't, not that I know of, I don't remember really talking about grief, how to grieve. Um, another layer of that is as a male, how does a male grieve? Mm-hmm. Like, do we grieve, right? We're not supposed to cry. Like we got that debate. Like, does a man cry? Like wrestle that. So on top of that, how do how does a man grieve, right? Mm-hmm. And so there are many layers to it, but that was definitely the beginning of our journey. Yeah, for sure. Um, what was your experience of grief like at this time? Um, my experience of grief, it started off with like a numbness, mm-hmm. kind of like a disbelief. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, I will be overwhelmed with the reality. It was like, I can't, I can't feel it at all. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I feel everything. 
Yeah. And it just hits me. And it it came in waves. Like, I remember, like, I didn't publicly want to cry in front mm-hmm. of people at the time. And, we, you know, we were living with our in-laws at the time. Um, and so, for me, it was like when I'm showering, I just find myself stuffing my face in, in my towel. Yeah. And just kind of, like, letting it out. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was something about the shower, you know, just yeah kind of grieving that and then i would leave and be fine you wouldn't think anything's wrong Mm -hmm. and that was kind of the pattern it was like okay couldn't believe that happened that's not real and then it hits me oh my god it's real and then Mm -hmm. just an outburst and giving myself the the most difficult thing was giving myself permission to feel that yeah um because at the time i had i still was wrestling religious thoughts Mm-hmm. oh you know have faith in god yeah you know trust god everything happens for a reason god has a plan mm-hmm. and i found that those things weren't helping me yeah they were actually creating friction and bitterness mm-hmm. towards god and um it wasn't allowing me to grieve with him mm-hmm. it was pulling me away from him and so i had to just like you know what like it's okay I had yeah. to allow myself to feel. And that was tough because those aren't comfortable feelings. Mm-hmm. Those aren't comfortable emotions to have. But that was a little bit of my experience. What was your experience of grieving? I know for me, like right in that moment when we found out, I immediately said, what did I do wrong? Mm. So like that was something that I had to get through like, Knowing that it wasn't my fault. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I still ask myself that and, you know, trying to figure that out. Yeah. Um, also, it was tough to even have to decide that same day, when do we want the surgery? Yeah. To remove the baby. So that was tough. And I experienced anger, frustration, mm-hmm. um, sadness. Like, a lot of anger was built up, especially towards God. Mm-hmm. God, I'm going to cry again. <laughs> um, I love God, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I was angry at him. Yeah. And that's okay, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But, yeah, I experienced all those things. It was, like, up and down. I was content at one moment. Mm-hmm. Then I was, like just annoyed and like why me like why us why does this happen to us and it was just all those questions you know yeah which are normal Mm -hmm. so that's some of like what i experienced yeah one thing you said i think resonated with me was uh why me Mm -hmm. you know if you listen to our first and second episode like we made a lot of sacrifice and and really did things unconventionally we gave up a lot you know yeah to be married and so we always assume that with obedience comes, you know, everything's going to go well. Mm-hmm. So it was like, dang, God, like, we followed you. We yeah. obeyed you. And so what do we do to deserve this? Yeah. And it was the same thing. I'm like, where did we go wrong? Mm-hmm. You know, what did I do? Did she do something? Um, even the people who were, you know, who disagreed with the decisions we were making, I'm like, were they right? Yeah. Did we really make a mistake getting married? Did mm-hmm. we, you know, did we really like backslide or really just decide to do our own thing and this wasn't God? Like, a, 
kind of questioned everything. Yeah. And that was, that took a toll on me for sure. Mm-hmm. And then you ask, like, could I have done something different? Like, I know we had maybe a couple of arguments while you were pregnant. Yeah. So then I'm like, dang, was it my fault? Like, should I have just not yeah. said nothing? Like, should we have not argued? Was the argument? And so mm-hmm. wrestling with a lot of narratives and what if and could I have done something better? Yeah. Um. So that was definitely, I can agree with that. It's like, dang, why me? So what was your, I guess, experience socially as far as like people and things like that? Yeah. At first, I I didn't want to be social at all. I And you, you remember this. I went into a very, very deep depression. Mm-hmm. Um, like to the point where like I wasn't getting out of bed. Like yeah. I was just laying down. Like, you know me now, like, I get up, I'm out of bed by 6, 7 every morning. Yeah. Like, that's just me. Like, I can't stay in bed past 7 o'clock. Um, but going through this process, like, it was it was so easy to just stay in bed all day. And I, I felt like I couldn't move. Like, I had no motivation, mm-hmm. like, no inspiration to move. Like, I wasn't hungry. Like, I, it was just, I just felt like a zombie. Yeah. And so I didn't want to be social. I didn't want to talk to people. And I remember you took um the initiative to hit up a good friend of ours. And um ah, now I'm gonna cry. Um but it's okay. I'm just grateful for people, you know. Um Yeah, so you hit up a friend of ours and it's it's so funny because you you have that one friend that no matter how dark it is or how no matter how serious something is they can just be joking and be like, man, you maybe need to get, and it's like, you just can't help, you know, but just yeah. get up. And so, uh, a friend, Rob, he, he deserves, he, he deserves his flowers, honestly. So yeah. I'm just going to say his name, Rob, he deserves flowers. And he called me after you talked to him. He's like, man, listen, man, you need to get, man, what you doing, man? You need to get out of bed. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I got up <laughs> yeah. and they invited us over, you know, to the house. And, and this is New Year's day, right? Yeah. This is New Year's Day, and I think the night before, we were just laying there. Like, our families got together to pop fireworks, but we were both so depressed mm-hmm. and down and in and, and, and such heavy grief that we just laid there listening to fireworks. Like, how do you celebrate when you're grieving like this, you know? Yeah. So, I remember the next day, we went to their house, and when we got there, it was him, his wife, his children. My brother was there. Um... Our, our great friends, uh, Mark and his family were there. It was just great yeah. friends. And it was the first space that people asked, how are you doing? You mm-hmm. know, not to downplay the people who were there prior to that, but, you know, a lot of things were just out of a good heart encouragement. It was like, you know, God has a plan. It's okay. You're going to get through this. And let me say, they were the ones to ask, how we were doing and ready for our true answer. Mm, yeah. And I know a lot of people ask like, how are you doing? But are you ready to know how I'm really doing? Yeah. And you know, we can kind of discern who to tell, like we can be real with this person. And mm-hmm. some people are just like, we're okay. Like, yeah. We're good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we can continue. Yeah. Sorry. No, that's good. Could you hit on that? Maybe a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, there was, there was about, I'll say like two or three people, which I want to shout out my sister 
Shoot. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Give her her flowers. Like, I'm crying. Yeah. <laughs> You got it, babe. <laughs> I don't want there to be too much silence. But um, <laughs> shout out to my sister, Desiree, because she was one of the main people to ask me how I was doing, like, I would say almost daily or every other day. Yeah. And then, like, I just appreciated that. And that was a person that I could be real with. Yeah, babe. Thank you for just that vulnerable moment. It's definitely not easy. Being vulnerable and um, putting yourself out there like that. So Yeah, I'm sorry. I cut off your story. Nah, so. you're good. Nah, that was perfect. <laughs> no, but you were right. Like, um, you, you talk to people and people ask how you're doing. But, you know, you're in your mind. You're questioning, are you really asking how I'm doing? Or, you know, you're or just. Or it's just like you're just doing it just yeah, to get it over with. Like a high and buy thing. Yeah. And why the reason i appreciated going to the goodrum's house that day and seeing my bro mark nicole and everybody there was because that was the first space we were in where they were like no like for real like we can handle you know what you're going through we can handle what you're feeling Mm -hmm. um that was the first space we experienced that and it was a reality of people being with us you know it's one thing to be like oh you know it's gonna be okay and then you never reach out or, you know, it's a high and buy thing. And it's another mm-hmm. thing where somebody's right there with you, like crying with you. Yeah. Giving you that space to process everything that's going on. That was truly priceless. And I think if it wasn't for that night of Rob calling, be like, yo, like, get out the bed, bro. Come on over. You know, yeah. we got your back. We want to be here with you. Um, Like, I probably would have never, I would have probably haven't had snapped out of that depression i could have had suicidal thoughts like Mm -hmm. i could have ran away i could have gave up on the marriage i don't know there were so many things i think that could have happened which i think what we really learned was community is very important well i boil it down from the word community um your circle is really important in times of grieving Mm -hmm. and everyone grieves differently some people want to be alone and that's fine yeah um but i think nothing replaces real connection yeah real like face-to-face connection to know that somebody's feeling with you and not trying to escape feeling uncomfortable because your emotions are uncomfortable but not afraid to get in the ring with you mm-hmm. and and that's what those people were at that time and, and i'm so grateful for all of them they really played an important role and anybody who thinks oh you know we're amazing or our marriage is awesome. Like, it's really nothing without the people in our circle. Yeah. Who were there for the ugly moments. So. That's good right there. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good stuff right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, in that time, we grieved. We had our ups and downs with that. And we found out we were pregnant in April of 2020. 2021 Mm -hmm. um so we were pregnant and um it's crazy because our daughter was born 
the same day we found out we had the miscarriage the year before. Yeah. December 21st is when she was born, which is just so crazy. It's insane. It's so crazy how that happened. And, you know, the significance with that babe is that now we're really in a place where we have to honor mm-hmm. the miscarriage. We have to honor our grief because Talia landed on a day yeah. <laughs> where we started grieving. Yeah. So, like, we came home. It was Christmas Eve, which is the day we had the surgery the prior year mm-hmm. to remove the baby. And um, that was tough. Yeah. You know, like, was it Christmas Day where we, like, we're sitting on the couch, Zaleya was sleeping. Yeah. And we just started crying. Yeah, we were, we were opening gifts. Yeah. You know, Zaleya sleeping in her little thing. She looks like a little angel. And, mm-hmm. and we're starting to open gifts and we're, you know, we're thinking this is a complete turnaround. This is a complete 360 from the year before. And after we opened our gifts, we were just kind of like sitting there like, we were both feeling it. Yeah. But I don't think we were, we were like, we felt like we had to be happy. Mm-hmm. Right. We have a new, you know, we have Zalea, we have a new baby. So yeah, we should be happy now and never be sad about what happened the day before. I mean, the year before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like in that time and even in that moment, we had to learn to take moments to grieve. Like mm-hmm. when we felt, we yeah. learned that if we embrace these moments and, you know, get a hold of like our grief mm-hmm. and deal with it right then and there, then we, we will be okay. Yeah. 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 One of the things we also learned was that those feelings and we'll get into what those different feelings are. They feel like they'll last forever. Right. Mm-hmm. That's why you don't want to give into them. Like, I don't want to cry right now because now the whole Christmas day is ruined. And we found that when we just took what those five, 10 minutes mm-hmm. to just cry, we were actually able to process the moment and actually enjoy our Christmas day. Yeah. And honor our grief. Yeah. Uh, including myself, you know, we have family and friends who have lost loved ones. Mm-hmm. And maybe it didn't have anything to do with the holidays, but the holidays often, you know, cause us to reflect on those people. Because those are moments we shared during the holidays, you know, with those loved ones. And so we felt it was important to address it as holiday grief because mm-hmm. if there's grief experienced in the year, I think it's mostly around holidays. Yeah. Right. But then we also have on the other end that grief doesn't always associate with someone passing away. Right. So could you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so grief comes in many different ways. It could be loss of childhood, um, feeling like you had to grow up fast. It could be dynamic of relationships, lifestyle change. It could be sexual abuse, Mm -hmm. verbal or physical abuse, divorce, um, a career change. Mm -hmm. I mean, the list goes on and on. Yeah. So do you have any um, or can you relate to anything that was said or? Yeah, definitely. When we got married, um, I had to experience levels of grief mm-hmm. so far as um, my friendships, um, the lifestyle change, the dynamics of relationships I had, especially with my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, 
those had to change because now you're my family's first you're, you're first now so that dynamic had to change i had to grieve that yeah um the lifestyle my lifestyle had to change how i interact with females i'm a married man mm-hmm. um going out with my friends had to change and those are things i think like you can feel bitter about yeah you can feel upset about but those are actually signs of grief right so mm-hmm. Maybe we're, I'm not mad at you and maybe we shouldn't be arguing. Maybe we should be acknowledging I'm experiencing a type of grief. Yeah. Career change. Mm-hmm. Uh, I recently grieved because now I have a whole family on my insurance policy for work. <laughs> so now this big old chunk of yeah. money, that's another level of grief. My money's no longer my money. Mm-hmm. I can't buy what I want to buy. Those are all uh, personal experiences of grief. Yeah. Um, to get even deeper. I started performing at the age of one, mm-hmm. playing drums. So there are times I feel like I just want to be six. Yeah. And, you know, I'm performing. And that was my lifestyle at the time. But I feel like part of me does grieve mm-hmm. that at such a young age, I was performing. Yeah. And so that there's some childhood grief right there where I had to kind of grow up and be a performer. Yeah. You know, by yeah. the age of two. Mm-hmm. So. Concerned that list, are there any things that you can relate to so far as grief? Yeah, um, definitely had to grieve. Uh, being a mother mm-hmm. was hard, which we talked about a little bit in the last episode, where it was hard for me to transition into now I'm a mom mm-hmm. and figuring out, um, like, what's the dynamic now with having a kid, also, yeah. like, losing friends and yeah. um, grieving. I mean, in the past, like, grieving exes and, mm-hmm. like, that relationship. Also, a big one for me was having to quit softball. You know, I played it for a big chunk of my life, like, probably mm-hmm. 8 to 20 years yeah. old. And, um, you know, I had to quit that for many reasons, and it was really tough. So, Yeah, yeah, yeah. the interesting thing is grief doesn't come to as grief. Yeah. It's not like, hey, this is grief. Like a lot of times it shows itself in so many different ways. It can be through a movie, a song, mm-hmm. a, a fragrance. So, and then some, most of the time it's emotions. Yeah. So what are, what are some of the things that grieving looks like? How do some of us know that we might be experiencing some type of grief? Yeah. Grief. <laughs> Gr- <laughs> grief. Grief. Um, yeah, so it could be like what we said earlier, like anger, frustration, um, silence, isolation is a big mm-hmm. one, depression, um, busyness is also mm-hmm. a big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, those are like some of the different ways that you can experience grief. Yeah, like it's funny because I can relate to that. A couple months ago, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago. Specifically on a Sunday, October 23rd, I remember I woke up and I was super sad. Like you just named it. I was super sad Yeah. on a Sunday morning, but I was proceeding throughout the day and everything was bothering me. Mm-hmm. Like the dog was bothering me. Zalea mm-hmm. was bothering me. I'm mm-hmm. not going to say you were bothering me, but <laughs> there Wait, were things let, you were doing. Let, let's fight right now. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> everything was bothering me. And I'm just like, man, man, I'm just irritated today. So I was like, hey, babe, I, I just need to go take some time to be to myself so I started journaling and I was just writing down everything that was you know that was on my heart like I just felt that was weighing me down Mm -hmm. and so something told me to like just go check 
this day a year from now, like going backwards. So I went to October, I went to my Google photos, October 23rd, 2021. Cool. You were pregnant. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, cool. And then I went to October 23rd, 2020. And that was the day that we found out we were pregnant with our first child. Yeah. And I broke down after that. And what was crazy, I woke up and I was experiencing grief and had no idea. Yeah. And I think that's why what you said was so important. If I didn't take that time to mm -hmm. honor and seek out what I was feeling and why I was feeling it, yeah. I would have missed a very valuable moment. I don't know how my body and my brain knew mm -hmm. this was the day that we experienced that. But yeah. who knows what it could have turned into that day. And so I agree, babe. A lot of us are experiencing grief. And we don't know that we are. Yeah, that's good. So oftentimes when people are grieving, we have great intentions. But I think sometimes out of ignorance or not knowing what to say or what to do, you know, we try to encourage people. But sometimes that doesn't always land. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned earlier um, grieving, but being in a social setting, there were some things said and there were some things that weren't said that was kind of like, it's opening our eyes to how to truly. Yeah be present with people who are grieving. What do you have to say about that? Yeah, I mean, we saw this post the other day on Instagram by Dr. Caroline Leaf, mm. which shout out to her. If you don't know about her, look her up on Instagram. She's awesome. Um, she had posted this, and it was do's and don'ts on what to say to people that are grieving. Mm -hmm. And some of the do's were saying, I'm sorry, I'm here for you, and whatever you need. Yeah. Um, another one was, I don't know what to say, but I love you and I'm here for you and I'm with you. Uh -huh. Um, another one was, what do you need in this moment? And what not to say was at least here, he slash she is in a better place. Yeah. His suffering is over. You'll be okay after a while or it gets easier uh -huh. or even saying it's okay, which I've made a mistake of saying it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> which I was like. <laughs> Like, I shouldn't have said that, but, you know, you just learn. Yeah. And um, uh, another one is, I understand how you feel mm. or God's in charge and, you know, et cetera. Yeah. There was something I saw the other day that was interesting. And to kind of plug into what you said, sometimes, like, we don't have to say anything. Yeah. Um, sometimes people just need a hug. Yeah. And there was a cool post I saw the other day. Somebody posted the anatomy of a hug. And they were saying, when you hug someone, it reduces reactivity to stress. It builds trust and safety, reduces blood pressure. Mm -hmm. It improves our sleep, releases dopamine, our source of good feelings and motivation, yeah. increases self-esteem, increases well-being and pleasure, and relaxes our muscles. Mm. So sometimes, like, we don't even have to say anything. Yeah. It's just a matter of just giving someone a hug. Mm -hmm. But I think those are very, very resourceful things you share. That's really good. Yeah, for sure. So some things that you can experience if you don't allow yourself to grieve or to even allow yourself to feel those emotions is blame, mm. like blaming others for how you're feeling Yeah. or even addiction, rage, numbness, like not allowing yourself to feel at all anymore. Yeah, no, that's good. I definitely can relate. There has been seasons and times in my life where I was grieving something and to avoid those uncomfortable feelings that invited bad habits. Yeah. That invited things that you don't want to invite. So 
I totally agree. Mm-hmm. So what can we encourage people with? Yeah. Uh, I would encourage people to really just allow yourself to feel the emotions of grief. Yeah. You know, and all those feelings are okay. They're normal. Yeah. You don't have to feel bad for experiencing the highs and lows of grief. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's important to know that your loss matters. Yeah. I know, especially if you consider yourself a strong person or in our circle, we're considered the strong person. Mm-hmm. Sometimes being strong is numbing down the severity of something. Yeah. Like watering it down and... You know, I'm guilty of it at times. It's like, oh, no, I'm good. Or, no, I shouldn't, you know, feel it that much. And the reality is, like, no, like, mm-hmm. your loss matters. Yeah. And other people might not experience it like you, or it might not be that severe to others. But honor how severe it is to you. Yeah. There's And like you said earlier, there's no one way of dealing and getting through grief. Mm-hmm. There's no time limit. And a big thing for us is understanding that the best thing you can do for someone is to ask them about how they're doing. Yeah. Because we often feel like the best thing to do is to avoid it. Like, I don't want to remind them of that or mm-hmm. they're doing good. They're in a good mood. So I'm not going to ask them, but that's the worst thing. The best thing you can do is to ask them how they're doing about it because their loss matters. Right. Yeah. That's very true. And so good. Yeah. So I think more important than honoring <clears throat> our emotions and our feelings um, so far as grief is self-care. Being sure that after those moments, mm-hmm. we honor, but then like we take care of ourselves, we enjoy life, yeah. right? Like whether that's going to hang out with friends, watching your shows, going, you know, taking yourself out to eat, wherever that is for yourself. Yeah. Um, enjoy the holidays. You know, this this is not anything sad, or we're not ending on the low. It's like mm-hmm. we grieve so that we can continue to enjoy life, right? Yeah. So with that being said, what's your favorite part? of i'm i'm wording this wrong because the way you're looking at me uh, no, i'm i'm ready to answer i don't know Whatever you're gonna ask <laughs> <Rub me. your laughs> what are you looking forward to most during the holidays uh the arroz con gandule uh, and penil and <laughs> see all right this is how it's going down she names all that stuff but before we go to her side of the family i'm going to my mom's house yeah because i don't eat there <laughs> I mean some collard greens. I mean some some uh honey baked ham, some mac and cheese with the cheese on top. Mm-hmm. And then we go to y'all for arroz. Uh <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The arroz and the atos and all the yeah, carbs. So I'm excited for the food and just to see family and you know. I'm I love e- being around family. I'm excited to just hear people yelling and talking to each other. Yeah, everybody yelling over each other. And everyone's loud. Nobody even knows what each other's saying. We're just <laughs> Every, talking. Everyone talks at the same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're at the end of episode four. Um, our prayer is that you would give time and attention to the areas of grief, whether it's a person, um, a place, or a thing, and not feel bad about it. Yeah, for sure. And remember that what you're feeling is okay. Yeah. So yeah, we just want to thank y'all for tuning in to episode four. Yeah, we're doing this and we're still excited. Hey. <laughs> um, so yeah, if you have any questions or feedback or just want to talk to us, you can email us at lifeon11podcast at gmail dot com, mm-hmm. and we'll respond to you. 
as soon as possible. Yeah. Um, also, if you have us on Instagram, you can DM us. Uh, just type in our names and our last name and you'll find us. Yeah. So, yeah, we just thank you all for tuning in and we just want to say happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. Have fun. Don't glut. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right. Love y'all. Love y'all. Take care. Bye.